Hey, welcome to the 1826 podcast. My name is Joe and I'm the leader of the 1826 young adult community here at Faith Chapel. I just want to let you know really quickly, we meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. in our church lobby. I encourage you to check us out on Instagram at 1826FC so you can kind of get a feel for what we're about. Without any further ado, let's dive into the message. Welcome into Overtime 1826. Yes. <laughs> we messed up the audio. For Tuesday night. We it it was horrible. Yeah. Somehow it was being picked up from the speaker that we use for right. music. So we play Random. we play like <laughs> pre-music yeah. just to create the vibe. And it was synced to the speaker. Bluetooth, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And so this is what it sounded like. <laughs> and obviously I didn't want you to listen to that for 30-ish minutes. Long, yeah. <laughs> so we decided that for overtime this week, it would be a little bit longer, a little bit more teaching compared to what we would have done on Tuesday. And uh, we would jump in in between the points and do that. I recently got the idea for this topic called Red Lights um, based off a book I had read from Matthew McConaughey. It's called Green Lights. And I was like, oh, that'd be fun. Let's do Green Lights of Dating. Yeah. And then I had a self-realization that I had not gotten to the finish line yet of mm. relationships, which is marriage. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want somebody else coming in and being like, well, what do you know? You know, nothing. You're, you're not even this. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe not green lights, but I definitely know a thing or two about red lights and things to look for in a unhealthy relationship. So I wanted to share six things with you today, six red lights. If you see one of these things as we go through them in your relationship, then I don't want you to think that like we're, trying to break you up or pull you down. It might be a situation where you need to go back to your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend and say, Hey, I'm sorry. I was listening to this and, and I realized that I'm not doing this correctly. Or I realized that I'm not treating you the way that you deserve to be treated. And I need to work on this. Will you hold me accountable for this? That's healthy. Don't be a prideful person where God's sending you a message through either this podcast, through another book, whatever it is, and say, you know what? That's not me. That, that I don't need to change. I don't need to do that. That that's not that's not who we are, Christian. I don't I don't think yeah. us as people, we always want to get better. Yeah. We always want to make sure that we're leaving room for God to grow us. So if you get through these six things and you're like I don't know. Five out of six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You are not a perfect person. If you're single and you're listening to this, you're in the best place because you're going to be able to identify the problems before they happen. To start off, I wanted to start with a scripture out of 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does, the will of God lives forever. I, I think what this verse is saying, just to start off, 
we cannot find sufficiency in Christ in worldly things, including people, including your relationship. So right off the bat, if you are if you are finding your identity in your relationship, take a pause. It's time to, to time to take that self-inventory, that self-reflection, say, you know what? I need to get my priorities straight here. We're not even at the red lights yet. We, we, I just want to encourage, make sure you are not finding the sufficiency of life in other people. You can't do it. It doesn't work. Let's jump into the red lights. Red light number one, culture of manipulation. Leviticus 25, 17, do not take advantage of each other, but fear your God. This one's huge. Yeah. This sure. one's huge. And I will say, especially when I was younger, I was the product of this. I was, I was the one creating this culture. Legend. I was like, <laughs> you know, you're in a culture of manipulation when, when your boyfriend or girlfriend does something wrong and you end up apologizing for it. Yeah. That, that is when you're in a culture of manipulation. When, when you hear things like, you bring a problem up to them. Hey, I, I noticed you started doing this. I noticed you started partaking in that. And they say, oh, so you just don't trust me anymore? Oh, so you, 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 you where's the trust? Where, where's this? Where's... Manipulation. Yeah, 100%. Don't even go there. That's a red light. How do you overcome manipulation? You get a third party involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This friends one's huge. Involved. You get friends involved. Yeah. You get somebody you trust, a leader there's so many times, not in, not even in just in romantic relationships, but in professional relationships and friendships where I had to bring a third party involved because somebody was trying to manipulate me. There's a funny thing that happens with people who manipulate Christian. They will try to manipulate you. (laughs) They get you in one-on-one settings. Manipulators love one-on-one settings, bring in a third party so they can say, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's not going to fly here. Mm-hmm. Okay. You might be being manipulated if you are being isolated. What do I mean by this? You are falling behind in your friendships and your, in your family. You actually have growing resentment towards your friends and towards your family. You're being isolated from hanging out with, with people you've always used to hang out with. You, you're being isolated from church, from your devotional. You're being isolated from your dreams you, you once were a very ambitious person and now all you are, are consumed by is your relationship and, and watching Netflix every single day on the couch, doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Look, that is manipulation. Whether intending for it or not, that is manipulation. Healthy relationships are able to identify that they want to keep the importance on their friends, their family, their church, their dreams, their aspirations. We're content with who we are. Mm-hmm. We don't need to we don't need to isolate ourselves into fear. When you are isolating things, not just relationship, but in any area of your, if you find yourself isolating, it's probably because you have a fear. And healthy relationships are never ever based on fear. You might be in a in a manipulative relationship if if you are constantly being criticized. I, I, I see this so often in young people where uh, this happens with guys a lot mm. where they are way out of their league and the girl doesn't know it yet. 
and, and they're constantly trying to pull her down because they're oh, right. afraid that she's going to figure out how awesome she is and leave them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, that is not healthy. Mm-mm. If you're being criticized more than you're being built up, get out. Red light, big red light there. They're insecure about losing you and they're manipulating you to try to get you to think you are not worth what you actually are. You're worth it. I don't know who you need to hear that. <laughs> Hello. Fourth, the comparer. I shouldn't have to go over this too in depth. If, if your partner's always talking about how hot the other person is or how attractive that other person is or how much better job or how much more money they make or whatever, that that's not healthy. That's mm-hmm. not they are manipulating you. What do you mean, Joe? How, how are they manipulating me when they say these things? They're saying things to stir something inside of you. They are leveraging you to create a stronger desire in you to become the version of you that they want you to be, not who you were designed by God to be. So if you're dating this person or if you are this person, again, it's okay. It's okay. It's not okay not to change. Now you know, but it's okay. I don't want you to freak out, call your boyfriend right now, call your girlfriend right now and be like, we got to break up. But I will say this, take some time to get your priorities straight. Take your time to say, you know what? I might need a break from this. I might need to take a step back from this. I might need to say, I need some time here. To, to figure some stuff out. I've got insecurities that I need to work for. Red light number two, contrasting convictions. Contrasting convictions. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? You might be able to speak on this a lot because we you and I both have had this question come up a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. Of whether or not um, you get involved in a romantic relationship um, with someone who isn't a Christian. But they're, but they're Christian. They're so nice. (laughs) There's a lot of nice people in church, but they have a great job. (laughs) There's a lot of people in church who have a great job, but my mom loves them. (laughs) Your mom's wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's it's a huge one, and Joe's going to dive into this in a second, but um, it, it will rob you of moving forward, if I'm honest, moving forward in your relationship with God, because now what you are doing is putting, it's almost like you're putting your relationship with God on hold. God, I'm going to get into this relationship with this person who is not a Christian, and I'm going to see if maybe they're interested in you, God, at all. And what happens is that you're now so focused on whether or not this person has, you know, the same faith as you and all that. And you're in a constant bickering back and forth. And Joe's going to get into that in a second as well. But um, it robs you of growth, to be honest. It, yeah. uh, it will really, really, it becomes not a, I wouldn't say manipulative, but it it, it, it halts your, your, uh, your progress of moving forward. Listen to me. If you are a God-fearing, God-loving, you want God to take control of every single area of your life. It is impossible. Listen to me. It's impossible to say, God, I want you to take everything in my life. I want you to take 
every single aspect, every corner, and not serve him through your relationship. It's impossible. You can't do it. It's impossible to commit everything you have to the Lord and be in a relationship with somebody who is not committed to the Lord. But, but they're so nice. They're so nice. I'm sure they are. But you have somebody waiting for you who is appointed by God who will not contrast your convictions. Look, when, I, when we get this question, I'm always thinking, they're not thinking about the rest of their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's kind of the biggest example I think that you used that really put a like a what's the word like helped you look at the situation a lot better. Um, go for it. Yeah. You're not thinking about waking up every single Sunday and driving yourself to church without your spouse. You're not thinking about how you're going to raise your kids. What are your kids going to believe? You're you're probably not thinking about what you're going to bring into your home. Christian, that scares, that like scares me for people. Oh yeah. 100%. That, that you would bring like these false ideas into, into your home. I mean, that, that, that should scare you as, as a Christian when you can't even escape or be comfortable into your own home. Mm-hmm. That, that is a, con, a contrasting conviction. At some point you're going to have to say, I'm going here, you're going there, and we're just not going in the same place. Uh, the example I used on Tuesday was if if you have a deadliest catch fisherman and you've got a designer that wants to move to Paris, France to design clothes, those two people, as, as much as they're attracted to each other, they're not going to say, you know what, let's just make this work. Yeah. We don't yeah, we don't do that for professions, but for some reason we do it with faith. Yeah. We are able to identify, you know what, professionally, you're, you want to live in Alaska and I want to live here. You want to, you want to do this? I want to do that. I want to raise my kids this way. But spiritually, we just go, you know what? I love you. Let's make it work. PB and J, let's put it together and try. It doesn't work. Red light number three, codependency. Galatians 1.10, for I am now seeking the approval of man or of God. Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. We talked about this last month, all month long. Let me tell you who I'm not. Let me tell you who I am. Let me tell you where I'm going. I'm content with who I am. I'm content with how I'm living my life. I have an identity. I'm secure in myself. I do not need to rely upon another person. Great example for you. You're, you're, you're walking with your partner. Okay. I'm, I'm going to try on Tuesday. I could like physically act this out. It's harder over a microphone. You're, you're walking down the road with your partner and you guys are responsible to carry this, this bag. The bag is the relationship. That is what a healthy relationship, healthy dating relationship looks like. You're carrying one side. They're carrying the other. You're walking together. Hey, as you walk, you, the, the conversation's dull. You actually don't like the person. You're able to put down that bag, leave it for somebody else down the road and go find a different bag. Right. That's okay. What happens in codependency is your relationship is not a, a thing that you can easily put down clean break as we call it. 
you treat your relationship as it's a, a living baby, right? You've given birth to this relationship and now you're both responsible for it. And, and now you're sacrificing things for the health of the baby or the health right. of the relationship. And now you have to sacrifice church and you have to sacrifice friends and you have to sacrifice all these different things. And, and, and just to keep the, the, the relationship going, big red light, big red light. You are not, you are not married. You're, you're dating. You should be able to say, you know what? This isn't working out. You know what? I still have a home to go to. I still have friends. I don't need to depend on you to be able to live my life. I'm going to be okay, but I just can't live without you. I need you. Look, when you say those kinds of things, I know it's Hollywood and I know it's like romantic and you guys are getting caught up in the moment, but listen, it's actually, in my opinion, a little disrespectful to God. When you say, I need you, it's disrespectful. You don't need that person. You need air. You need water. You need food. You don't need a relationship. You can get to heaven without ever becoming married, without ever dating somebody. What you need is, you need God. You don't need somebody else to complete you. God is the only thing that can complete you. Yeah. You complete me? No, 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 no. Stop. God, you complete me. Everything else that comes into my life is an opportunity for me to serve you. You bless me with this relationship. Together, God, we are going to serve and honor you. We're not codependent on one another. We're actually able to appreciate one another in the ways that we're supposed to because we're not codependent on each other. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I say that right? Yeah. Red light number four, drama-based connection. Galatians 5, 15 through 16. However, if you continually bite and devour one another, beware that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, live by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of flesh. Hey, baby, are you okay? I'm fine. Are you yeah. sure you seem kind of upset? No, I'm. I told you I'm fine. I'm ups, I'm not upset. They're not fine. They're they're not <laughs> fine. They're never fine. What what's happening here? They're stirring up drama in the relationship to keep you both connected. Mm. This is a red light. It's like starting a fight just for the uh, attention. You start crap to feel crap. Ooh. You start it to feel it. That's never good. That's never <laughs> good. That's that's crappy. That's pretty crap. <laughs> they want you to keep digging. They want you to keep asking. This might be a situation where you have to ask yourself, hey, you know what? Am I not doing a good enough job of giving them attention? Am I am I not doing a good enough job being there for them? That That's what maybe you need to ask yourself if you're on the other end of that. But if your partner is not mature enough to be able to express their emotions to you, that is a massive 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 red light you do not want to be an adult you are seeing the best version of your partner in a dating relationship christian you can speak to this you're married i'm yeah. not married <laughs> yes the best sides of grace <laughs> <laughs> the best sides of grace were in the past I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally no kidding. no no uh no yeah no 100 like you don't marry or you don't get into a relationship with somebody um in the hopes that they will become this 
better version of themselves. No, you get into a relationship with someone with who they are now. And if they happen to become better, awesome. Yeah. You become better together. But the last thing you want to do is, you know, it's kind of you diving into the different points, but the last thing you want to do is go into a relationship and now try to make the other person better. They're trying to make you better. And it's just constant, um, let down of one another. It's a constant, like, Oh, they're so person's not enough. The other person's not enough. Uh, because you're, you're so married to the idea that this person is going to be the person that you see in your head right. versus who they are now. Yeah. And you project that it's an unspoken expectation over them. So now so you good. carry that, um, in your relationship. And what happens is you're constantly let down because mm-hmm. they are not, the person that you've imagined them to be it's like you've gotten into a relationship with this imaginary person yeah not the person who they are so yeah. that's a big one one final thing for drama-based connection how do you know you're in a drama-based connection you feel pressured to do something or say something out of the fear of being broken up with mm, that's good if i just have sex with them if i yeah. just say i love you if i just buy you enough gifts if i just do this if i just do Maybe they won't break up with me. Never live in that space. Never do it. That's a big red light. Hmm. Red light number five. This one's the most annoying one out of all of them. I, like, I can't stand this one. They appeal to their old relationships. Philippians 3.14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I don't look backwards to win the prize yeah. I don't I don't take a detour and, and see what what's over here or or turn left and see what's over there. I I'm I'm got my sight forward. Yep. Look, if your partner is resorting back to quote how X did it, well this is how they did it. Well, yeah. this is how they treated me. Well, right. they actually bought me this many how things. We used to do it. Yeah, yeah, this is how we used to do it. Oh, we, we loved that song. We loved going there. (laughs) Yeah. Red light. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people are, are finally out of their, their bad toxic relationship, a relationship they shouldn't have been in. Mm -hmm. And they can't stop talking about Snapchatting, Instagram, social media, stalking their ex. They're connected. They're connected. Still connected yeah, They're yeah. still connected either mentally, physically, emotionally, emotionally. You are attached to that person. Look, if you're in a relationship, you be off limits, be committed to the person you're with, be with that person or don't be, but it's not fair to constantly bring this insecurity to your current relationship where you're always talking about the past. No, 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 no. You don't need to check in on your ex. You don't. They're going to be okay. I, pr- I promise they're going to be fine. Well, like we dated for a while and it didn't work out. And so now we're just really good friends. No. <laughs> Run. Red light. You broke up for a reason. You broke up. Either figure it out or move on. But it's not fair to your future or your current relationship to be in this state of mind that you're, you're always having to check in on your, it's weird. It's weird. It's not cute. It move on. I promise you, your life's going to be okay. When you move on, you're going to become much healthier. 
you're going to have a much better relationship either in your future or in your now when you let go completely of your past relationship. You're just creating insecurity. Lastly, last red light. I hope you're enjoying this. I hope you're still with us. Unwilling to solve problems. They are unwilling to solve problems. Proverbs 29.1 A man who hardens his neck after much reproof will suddenly be broken beyond remedy. Look, I don't know who needs to hear this, but making out is not a healthy way to solve problems. Mm -hmm. If that's your go-to to get physical, every time problems come up, every time you have a tough day, every time you guys got to fight about something, that's not healthy. Chris, I, I love what you and Grace said last week in the panel. Fight a lot. Yeah. Fight yeah, yeah, yeah. often mm -hmm. in while you're dating. Figure, yeah, yeah, yeah. figure out everything while you're dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was one thing that Grace and I, like in our dating life, it was actually really early on in our dating life, which I don't know if you want to do it then, but at some point in your dating life, do it very early on. Um, I mean, uh, fight. And by fight, obviously, you know, it's not fight's a really strong word, but it's it's more of bring up the stuff um, that you don't want to deal with later. Right. That was that was the whole idea behind it. Bring up stuff that you don't want to deal with later. If you don't want them to be a big baby when it comes to arguments, bring it up now. If you don't want them to walk away from an argument uh, in the midst of an argument, bring it up now. Have mm -hmm. the conversation. And the way I kind of explained it as well when we were talking about that subject of, you know, the arguments um, and when one person doesn't agree and, the, you know, one person agrees or whatever it may be, um, was to look at it from a perspective of you're on the same team. Yeah. Um, and when you're dating, you are on the same team. Now, there are some things that are off limits um, that uh, said team doesn't get... Uh, to have but uh when you're dating you are on the same team you've formed this connection with this person and you want to move forward and so what does the team do they work on their stuff they try to get better they practice you know right um and to be honest when you're uh the best way to look at a um an argument the best way to look at uh you know something that's bothering uh, something that's being brought up, right, is to look at it from a perspective of we are on the same team. We are now attacking this problem. We're not attacking one another. Yeah. Um, mm. And that was, a, that was a huge way that we kind of, we attacked it all was we constantly reminded ourselves, hey, we're on the same team. Let's attack this issue. Right. Um, and issues are brought up by individuals, you know, because say, for instance, I do something that my wife doesn't like. Um, but it's the something, it's not me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh like yeah. She is bringing up the something that she doesn't like, not, she's not saying that she doesn't like me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I think that's good. Look, if, if you can't figure out how to communicate, express yourself, establish boundaries, if you're trying to have a conversation, but, but your significant other is constantly getting angry with you. It's a red light. Healthy people can solve problems in healthy ways. Yep. If you're hearing, let's just move on. Let's just let it go. Mm. Let's just, I don't want to talk about it anymore. 
I don't, I don't want to, that's not, I, 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 that's not a problem solving. Yeah. They're saying, I want to put this under the rug and, and forget about it. Yeah. They're either giving up or, um, they're just, they're not strong enough to deal with the, with the problem. I had a coach one time tell me, you know, we care about you when we're getting on to you. Mm. You know, we know you. You, you'll know you're a part of this team. You're you're a big part of this team when when we're actually looking for ways to improve you. Mm-hmm. When we stop talking to you, that's when you should be concerned. Mm. That's when you need to be concerned. When you when your when your significant other is is shutting down, they're shutting off. Let's just move on. That's that's when it's time to to get concerned. Healthy relationships present issues properly, solve them maturely. And forgive quickly. And forgive quickly. I hope you enjoyed that. Six red lights. Like I said, you might have been three for six, four for six, six for six. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, work on your stuff. But work on it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we yeah, don't. We we're don't, all working on stuff. We don't take joy in in sitting back here and and seeing people break up. That like doesn't bring us happiness. We have nothing yeah. to gain from doing this. Yeah. What What do we have to? Gain? We genuinely care about you as people, care about your relationships. We want to see divorce rates go down. We want to see a healthy future church. We want to see people flourishing in their God-given relationships and one-day marriages. We care about you. And we're all messed up, like Christian just said. We can yeah. all improve. Even even I, going through this list, am like, okay, I need to take a look at some things and I need to, to, to see where I can get better. We love you. We hope you've enjoyed this. We'll see you on Tuesday. Peace. Hey, thanks for joining us. I hope that message encouraged you. I hope it inspired you. I want to let you know that we meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. You're free to join us. We'd love to meet you. We meet on campus at our home church, Faith Chapel San Diego. You can look us up online. You can follow us on Instagram at 1826 for more info. We hope to see you soon.